0: Tape on tape violence one whenever they were in the oh these two these toys yeah oh. and I also did like a, a picture of Rumble and Frenzy in that did you drop Perceptor because he's broken as fuck no
1: what's wrong with him oh his hips I, I th- it's weird I've never transformed him and his uh, whenever I just tr- I was transferring him from that shelf over to this shelf and then I was just trying to get him into a pose and his bottom half just fell apart <laughs> but. On a nice note, and I haven't received the parts yet, so I contact who I bought it from. I've had that thing for like two years. Um, They didn't have parts or anything for me, but I contacted the manufacturer, and they are shipping me parts to replace it. Nice fans toys. Shout out to fans toys, (laughs) baby. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Autopod Decepticast. This is your weekly podcast delivering a minute-by-minute breakdown of the 1986 Transformers movie. This is episode 22. We are covering... From 21:01 in the movie to the 22-minute mark, my name is Aaron, your host, and I'd like to introduce my piece of shit co-hosts.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm Ryan,
2: piece of shit. I'm Caleb, piece of shit.
1: Ryan, why are you such a nauseating fuck sloth?
0: Well, I think that it probably comes down to um, I don't care about anyone, and um, I only want things for myself, and I'm just like, man, just make the cum come out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Caleb I'd pose the same question to you sir I, I think it's obvious I hang out with you dudes <laughs> so bad choices we're bad influencers yes. and you're easily influenceable birds of a feather <laughs> fair enough they be flocking
1: Um, last episode It's 3 o'clock at the schoolyard, and Megs and Prime are meeting by the kickball court to settle a score. (laughs) (laughs) Incidentally,
0: everybody, watch the movie 3 o'clock high. It's terrible, but that made me think of that. (laughs) I liked
1: that movie. It's all right. Uh, We've seen a bit of a scuffle. Prime has uh, knocked Megs back. Megs is ruffling through the rubble to find, hey, a laser sword. Yeah,
0: or dagger, depending on the script. Uh, A laser saber.
1: Definitely not a lightsaber. TM trademark. <laughs> That's no right. Chance. Uh, so right, yeah, right at the end of the episode, and as we lead up to this, Megatron is taking a swipe. Yeah, the first scene mm-hmm. right off the bat, right close out. up on the injury. If a robotic injury can be grotesque, That yeah. feels grotesque. I uh, and I remember this
0: making an impact as a kid of like he, he, Prime right away, like twenty one oh two is what we're looking at. But Prime's hand goes to his uh his waist where the it uh, was hit on his left side.
2: And um, there's a bunch of energy sparking. Yeah, and that's that term that we had last last episode where uh, Megatron and Optimus uh, the ne- collide. Nebulous. What's well, a nebulous um, what was it called?
1: A fiery nimbus. A fiery crackling nimbus. Crackling electrical yeah, this, a energy. called a fiery nimbus around his hand. You yeah, I,
2: I said... I was asking if there was one, and here it is.
0: Um, and, yeah, it's like... I, re- I remember, like... Especially when he steps back to me, and again, I anthropomorphize everything, but like stepping back and whenever he, it shows his face, to me, I'm projecting this on him, but it's like he looks like he's really in pain and kind of like afraid, maybe. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it also shows like how. <laughs> okay, at Prime 2106, I'm just noticing we paused it and Prime definitely legit steps into a canyon. They even, <laughs> that, they even an paint. Error. They
2: even paint... Yeah, they His even in there. animated it around. <laughs> and they didn't have, have fallen they didn't have to do that. They he could have just Wow. You yeah. should have fallen into that thing.
1: Yeah, so to your point, it's evident that they were trying to portray that that wound is not inconsequential. It's a big deal, yeah. And um, so, yeah, Prime backs up. <laughs> Maybe nice. there's just... We can't see that there's yeah, a little bit of a it's ledge. A staircase it's staircase. 2106.
2: It's Daniel holding his foot. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's Hot Rod. Yeah. No. <laughs> that, that's his job. So
1: uh, Megatron then um, kind of launches, launches himself in the into the air for a big Coming sword attack. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it that is, is cool. So it's so cool. Yeah. Like the way he, he jumps in the air, you kind of see it. Almost from Pri- just from it's behind nice Prime's POV, you see the back of Prime and the back of his head, and Megatron launching the air, silhouetted against the sun, mm-hmm. his arm raised, ready to strike. I mean, the sun's way too big, but that's fine. I mean, yeah, that's a that's a pretty <laughs> common movie trope.
0: Yeah, that and the moon. Why is the moon so big in movies? It's, it's like The tides will be out of control. Uh, so yeah, but it's cool. Like the glinting, and the, yeah, as it comes down, it's kind of just like a you know, it is a very like. Aggressive. I don't know. It just it. It, you, it makes you feel like it's such a dynamic fight. Like you, you see them tangle yeah. a couple of times in the cartoon, but never anything this like. There's that one episode where Megatron gains all the Decepticons' powers, and they challenge him to a fight in the canyon. Shut the fuck
1: up, chips. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I mean, that episode is to prob- quote Doctor Smooth problematic on a lot of levels. But right. right. So the, I think the thing that also makes this satisfying in analysis is, is okay. Is artistically um you know, well uh, this was produced, this this shot here around mm-hmm. 2107. It also makes it all the more satisfying as Prime rears in Upper and costume. pops him yeah. in yeah. the face on the way down at yeah. around 2108 and a half, you, nine. You
2: needed him to do that as point because he was getting his ass kicked yeah, up at this point.
1: And I mean he just like just got him. Mm-hmm. And uh and again that that art continues to be amazing. Um so Megatron's nailed by the uppercut and lands on his back. And at that point I Prime's got the energy to just start to charge at him. So another kind of fun fight sequence. Yeah, it's Megatron great. with the leg sweep. Yeah. Prime with the with the high jump. And like, then double it, foot to the face. And then Megatron with the double yep. foot to the it's face chest or chest area, one or the other. Doesn't matter. It worked. Um So yeah, we had never seen action like this before. I mean, it was all—it was all generally like if Prime and Megatron would fight directly, it was based on gimmicks, like you said before, like having all the powers, Mm -hmm. and usually those powers would be like somehow projectile-based or whatever that gimmicky. Like I've got Skywarp's telepathic—or not telepathic—teleportation powers, Uh, but this is just a straight-up brawl, Mm and it's awesome. Um, So. after Megatron comes up, knocks him down, they start... Now the real greco oh, Man stuff. This
0: part, like, we're Megatron... It's really... Show, we're at uh, 2018 where they're... Uh, I'll rip out your optics. Mm-hmm. Um, it really, like, brings home, like, how much he hates Optimus Prime. <laughs> like, that is a really aggressively
2: brutal... Uh, even, uh, like, that he wants to do that. It's a hard thing to also say in a cartoon.
0: It's pretty rough. Like, if, if it were... If it were like the GI Joe movie and they were like, "I'll rip out your eyes," that's fucked up. That's right. (laughs) That's some like real like murderer
1: shit. And he's literally reaching for his face. It's kind of an awkward hand hand shaking and trying to get to him. Right. And another great illustration. I love that angle on Megatron. Like that. That's a great, um, a great drawing right there. Um, So at this point during the wrestling sequence, Prime. Uh, kind of manages to get some leverage on yeah, Megatron, it's like showing how
0: strong he is. Also, this throws him. Yeah,
1: and man, I guess get his hands around his head. I don't know exactly what's it's going a little on confusing. here, but um, but he manages to chuck him about you know in Transformer terms, if they're we'll say fifteen to twenty feet tall, that was probably a hundred or two hundred foot chuck. There. I would think so. Um, and Megatron lands face first on the ground. Mm hmm. And uh, then Cup runs up, and... and... we have crotch cam Cup <laughs> <That laughs> a... 2028, 20, 2128. That is a lot of Cup crotch. Mm-hmm, it's right there in your face. So he is, uh, you know, encouraging Prime, finish him off Prime, finish him
2: off Prime, do it now. That sounds like your Megatron. I'll rip out your optics. <laughs> Flawless.
1: So uh, then... We get to see now. We we started on this conversation a little bit in the last episode. You never see Prime put down his weapon to begin with. No, mm-hmm. after he blasted some guys, then came up on Megatron. Maybe he
2: set it down like when Megatron challenged him to hand to hand, and Optimus Maybe. like kind of obliged it.
1: Yeah, it's just kind of. I mean. Yeah, <laughs>
2: well, they had to get rid of it for this part. You well, know? we
1: could let it go, but the point is now we know that Prime, his intention is probably to kill Megatron. I guess you I would think go, so. I would think uh, so, or the to th- get him to surrender. Right, exactly. And so he's like, "I'm done with the wrestling match. Mm-hmm. It's just like give up or die." And I love the little gleam of uh,
2: bling. Like it's little... like
1: in video games whenever you're walking around and there's some and like, sort hey, of item you need you to pick need to this pick up. up. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, uh, it glistens, he retrieves it, and he begins to walk towards, uh, Megatron. Cooly.
2: Like, like, really,
1: um, like, kind of... Like, d- we're gonna finish this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's over. He takes aim. So, uh, Megatron, at first, seems genuinely frightened, and then he sees the Nintendo light zapper there. <laughs> it does look like
0: the <laughs> NES light zapper, yeah. Um, now, I... Here's my question, like, um... Did you ever wonder whose gun that was? At uh, 2141, basically, he sees a gun, and, um, uh, yeah, still the question. I mean, did you ever wonder
2: whose gun it was? I,
1: I guess I never did, but do you have an answer to that? Well,
0: no, because there isn't one, but, but... you
2: did wonder, obviously. I did,
0: all the time. and But to me, like... It was mine. I used to play duck hunt. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Fucking dog.
0: <laughs> shoot that dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I guess I always thought it was either Astro... Well, I guess we haven't seen Astro Train yet, but I always thought it was like Blitzwing's gun because it's colored
1: the same way as him, even though it isn't his gun. Uh, it doesn't look like Blitzwing's gun, though. That's pretty. No, I know. That toy there is, despite all the failings of KFC's <laughs> Ditka, the worst Blitzwing ever produced. Wait for Fans Toys version of Blitzwing to come out, hopefully in the next two years. Uh, but that gun is accurate to what he should have but it is purple yeah uh, lavender really? it's, per- it's like purple waves, and tan huh? and oh, yeah. he could have dropped they, it a version he... of himself yeah well. shockwave's toy
0: gun <laughs> he, he dropped, it, is he mini dropped it when
2: he swooped swooped in real quick and then flew back to cyber oh yeah uh i guess i yeah I, I mean obviously it should be somebody's
1: gun it just looks like a random weapon
0: yeah no i know i just i i don't know why i was
1: even as a kid thinking like whose gun is that what I'm thinking as an adult is, like, why is the god of this universe constantly just dropping random weapons for Megatron? <laughs> to lightsaber. A, oh, man.
0: So is Megatron the hero of, like, the
1: video game that he's playing? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think that's what's happening here. So uh, Megatron see is, uh, is feigning vulnerability. Uh, he's asking for Prime's mercy. Prime's a little, you know, caught off guard by this. Uh, I think he's just incensed.
0: He's like, you who without mercy now plead for it. I thought you were made of sterner stuff.
1: That's, I, I guess it's hard for me to, know because we've never seen Prime kill anybody. Right. And well, we've never seen anybody kill anybody until that's true, that's true. <laughs> uh, So it it's, would feel out of character if he just blasted Megatron in the face right here. But at the same it time, really like, he's lost soldiers and he knows it. He knows there's already dead people here. His, the city is in ruins. He's got to put a stop to this. Sure. So, but as a kid, I never would have thought that he would actually shoot, pull the trigger. Yeah, and, and, on and
2: they wouldn't let him. I mean, obviously, they're gonna have. Yeah, to... what is his plan? Well, let's just—I would just say, like, obviously, he was probably going to kill Megatron, but for for ethical purposes, you're not gonna show uh, him actually do that because the people. It doesn't put a it. puts out a confusing message to kids watching the movie. <laughs> right, yeah, absolutely. So if the, anything, the he would have
1: taken him it... prisoner or whatever. But yeah, then all I, I the guess... drama and marketing power of this movie. Yeah. Is Again, gone. since I it don't
2: remember, yeah, it's better if he becomes a martyr.
0: I don't remember a time whenever I didn't know how this movie ended or ha- what happened after this. So I guess I never thought about it. But in my mind now, I'm thinking, I guess maybe he was going to take him prisoner.
2: There'd be some cool fanfiction. Although, why didn't... would you
0: like? How, how are yeah. you
2: going to? Prison Megatron. (laughs) No, it'd be cool fan fiction if he did. You know, blow blow Megatron's brains out right now, (laughs) and then it shows him. He becomes a little bit more like Optimus becomes kind of a little bit more like fanatical and kind of uh, trigger. Aren't they doing? Didn't they do something in the comics where he like uh, annexed Earth? So I'll let you guys read it.
1: I actually own it. It's on my iPad. Uh, the there is there was a comic. It actually came out in the last year. There's a thing that the IDW series is doing. I believe it's called Deviations, and it's kind of like what if this, and this happens? <laughs> it's not as good as that, but uh, they that one of their inaugural or initial epi- uh, issues, I believe, what I think it was one of the first ones was. What if Optimus Prime had killed Megatron right here oh, really? in this Oh, moment. so this has been so done. Yeah, so like, uh, and he blows his fucking head off just and, to give a and then thought. it basically plays out. So it's, it's exactly of like, it's what like, you said. Yeah, it's kind of like the old Marvel series. What was it called? Like, what, what if? if? Yeah, it's basically it's what like what happens. That. Um... Uh, Hot Rod manages to fuck shit up in other ways. Okay, great. <laughs> uh, Starscream becomes leader of the Septicons. He's the one that ultimately gets intercepted by Unicron. Huh. And, oh, uh, wow. And stuff happens there. He gets unique powers based on that.
2: Um, what, and, so, what about Optimus's like characteristics? Does it affect him at all?
1: uh i mean not too much he d- i do remember it's been a while since i read it i do remember he says sorry as he blows megatron's or he says forgive me as he blows oh, okay. megatron's that's a lot off. different than saying sorry than sorry. <laughs> sorry sorry not sorry <laughs> sorry sorry sorry,
2: that's Hashtag sorry not sorry that's a lot. blows his head off and walks away Sorry. <laughs> that's a lot different than forgetting. Anyway,
1: I will I'll not try to spoil it too okay. much. It was interesting and the art was great in it. So, it was an interesting read, interesting so take on died. it. I think
0: that's different than what I was talking about. I guess maybe you haven't heard of or that of like there's something in the comics where Optimus Prime like become like takes over Earth. I, I apologize to listeners who know what I'm talking about because I vaguely know about it. Um I haven't read the books or anything, but uh he, there's something where he annexes Earth or, or something. I think
1: that's a storyline. God, I wish I was reading these comics. In the current IDC series, I think, I think it's called All Hail Optimus, and he does oh, okay. that. So I don't know exactly if he is uh, taking on a more dictatorial nature mm-hmm. or just sort of a greater good. You're like, I, I don't know. I, did,
0: I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm controlling you because I know what's best. Yeah. I'm Optimus. I know what's good for you. Which is interesting because, like, I I feel like Optimus is the Captain America of the Transformers universe. Where, like, if if Optimus says something is uh, good or right, then it is. Like, he's the moral center in the same way that Captain America, I feel, is. Which is why it
1: it's hard. It would be hard to think that he would. Blow Megatron's fucking sure. head off. So, full circle.
2: So anyway, so um,
1: <laughs> so uh, that line is delivered. The lines are delivered, and we know we know what Optimus doesn't know—that there's a pistol right there, mm-hmm. and uh, Megatron is crawling towards that pistol. I would think uh, Prime would be firing at him at least. To miss because he's crawling at him. That's still like a move it's weird. that you That's would a weird not move. Want to do. But whatever. <laughs> yeah, take the shot. Uh, so, take, the shot. So take the shot. Megatron reaching for the pistol. Hot rod jumps into the scene. No, you
0: don't, Megatron.
1: And uh, <laughs> there's a little wrestling among them. Another great uh, angle, I think, mm-hmm. of Optimus Prime around 2157-58. Uh, just kind of trying to get tracking aim with, the, with the, his cannon. exactly. Yeah. yeah, but he can't pull the trigger because Hot Rod's in the way. And basically, uh, we end the minute with Megatron in control of Hot Rod. Based, mm-hmm. you know, he hum, oh. as a human shield. He's got Hot Rod. He's got the pistol. It's a stressful situation.
2: He's got Hot Rod. <laughs> he's got the pistol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. Well that ground everything to a halt. Yeah, <laughs> it's... So uh, yeah, that's the end of this
1: minute, everybody. Mm-hmm. Lucy, come here. Come here. Can you lay down and get out of our way? Here, lay down. That's get... his wife, everyone. He's <laughs> <hungry>. <laughs> get down under the desk, Lucy. Ugh. Lucy, get down. Okay. Yeah. Alright. Stay. <clears throat> Alright. Sorry about that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> sorry. No, it's...
2: <laughs> sorry. Sorry.
1: <laughs> sorry. Oh, good. That was, that was well, actually I the best a, prime I've ever heard. Yeah, if I, this, do one, room. if I do one word, it sounds pretty good. Okay, so uh, actors. Uh, I thought we don't have any new on-screen voice actors, mm, but However, I thought I'd do a quick cover of a couple of people... Both tied to our friend Hot Rod here. Oh uh, the first one is Ted Schwartz. So after the movie was over, obviously they're casting Uh, regular people who don't make a a million plus a movie to Mm -hmm. voice a character and uh ted schwartz was the first guy to get the hot rod role and um he actually recorded dialogue for the entire five faces of darkness post movie series so those were the episodes that came right after the movie Mm -hmm. and um but i don't know why uh but they didn't like his uh, work for his sake. I, I don't know. I don't know if they didn't like it. I don't know what reason, what what the rationale was. But um, another guy, Dick Gautier, took over the role and essentially re-recorded all of Ted Schwartz's lines. But the reason uh, I'm even talking about it is because due to some uh, <laughs> some uh, editing issues and just some. Sorry, the dog it's is walking. Lucy, she... Lucy, stay the desk. <laughs> so, uh, but at any rate, there were some production production issues, and so um, in the actual broadcast version of Five Paces of Darkness, uh, both of the guys' voices what? are leveraged at different times. What? <laughs> so at different points, but like I think most of it is probably Dick Gautier. But, um... Hello, my name is Dick Gautier, I'm, I'm here, here to voice Hot Rod. <laughs> but, but every now and again, there's a little Ted Schwartz... No, you don't, Megatron! ...Ted Schwartz up in there. <laughs> oh, no, I am captured! As soon as I put out these cigarettes, we will yes. do battle! Oh, I have <laughs> lit another one, I am so sorry. Uh, so that brings us to Dick Gautier, who was the primary... Now, oh, go ahead. I just want
0: to say, what was the guy, The first guy's name you Ted Schwartz. Think? Well, so I just want to mention that I see your Schwartz is as big as mine.
1: (laughs) I wanted to get that in there. Excellent. Very good. And actually, I wasn't done with him. He did have other voice acting roles. His actually biggest uh, uh, voice acting role was that he was the voice of Peter Parker slash Spider-Man in 26 episodes of the 1982 animated Spider-Man show. So that's his thing. All right. So then moving on to Dick Gautier Who was the primary voice of Hot Rod He was a guy, actor, comedian Stage guy uh, Lots of TV roles I've never seen Get Smart But he was R- Jaime the Robot I should see it I didn't know that was a Mel Brooks production Really? Yeah. I didn't know that either uh, well, if
2: it's named Jaime the Robot, <laughs> my, uh, there's a good chance Mel Brooks is involved. <laughs> it does feel Brooksian. He's still yeah. alive. <laughs> yeah, him and uh, him and uh, Carl uh, Carl uh, Reiner, Reiner hang out, having together. coffee every day. Yeah. No, they, they uh, uh, Mel goes over to Carl's house like yeah. every, like every other night and they watch TV. They're in their nineties, like Mark. They're true, like yeah. yeah, thank you, Mark. They're like ninety six or ninety seven now. Some one of them is. <laughs> one of them's
1: something and the other's something else Something else, or maybe bit, the same a thing bit. one's
0: older one's a little bit younger thanks Casey <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of where did he come from
1: uh, so uh, uh, speaking of Mel Brooks uh, Dick Gautier uh, I don't know that he ever necessarily um um like as far as live action goes, his biggest his biggest thing that he did, or one of the bigger things he did, was Rob he played Robin Hood in a short lived television series called When Things Were Rotten, which was also a Mel Brooks production. So that was a Mel Brooks Send ups like post, of the Robin it like, Hood, whoa, legend. Was it like
2: post-Men and tights. No, no, it was idea.
1: pre-Men and tights. Aww.
2: So it I was knew a, we were gonna get to men and tights. It was, a,
1: it was a serial television show. Uh, it had actually really high critical acclaim. The critics love it. It didn't find an audience. It was canceled after 13 <laughs> episodes. So, uh, I've but never anyway, heard of it. Dick Gautier played Robin Hood in that. Um, so, like as I said before, nightclub singer, comic. He was the lead on Broadway in Bye Bye Birdie. Received a Tony nomination for that. Uh, he was also wow. leveraged at, in the late 70s, early 80s as a frequent game show panelist. So if mm. you game show, you needed a that celebrity was, of sorts. Ladies and gentlemen, was in the 70s, you could have a career in the
0: in the same way that nowadays like you can have a career doing reality shows. You could have a career just being on game shows. Like, that was a, a weird thing where it's like the tic-tac-toe and, uh, yeah, it's like it's a circle gets a, a square. Right. tic tac or what was, Blanche, what was it called? Hollywood Squares. Hollywood Squares. That's it.
1: Um, so yeah, he did Match Game, Family Feud, Password, match Win, Lose, or Draw, which we play all that on Halloween. stuff. Um, he also, another weird quirk of his career, in 1973, he took over, at so Adam West quit playing Batman. He wouldn't do Batman anymore because he was trying to branch out. He felt like it was limiting his career. But there was an ad campaign advocating for equal pay for women, and they got the... the the Robin guy and the uh, and whoever played Batgirl or whatever in that series, mm-hmm. but this guy took over for Adam West in that commercial series. To, Weird. To, yeah, it's kind of random. Yeah. Um, but uh, as far as voice acting goes for things we know about Tom and Jerry, Yogi Bear, he did some stuff there. Hot Rod was and Rodimus Prime was his main thing on Transformers. He also was the voice of Serpentor in GI Joe. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so two kind of leader characters, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pintour, that kind of president,
0: crazy ass maniac of the GI Joe franchise. Yeah. Another the, interesting,
1: the, oh, the, the Trump of the GI Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he just operates on pure id. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh... I appreciate you've gotten as far away from the
2: microphone as you can possibly get. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm saying I'm, I'll lean forward when I need to talk. All right. Otherwise, I'm just, I just. need to sit back for a second. Maybe cool. if
1: we got him a more comfortable chair. No, it's fine. I can hear. He's always in that chair. Scoot That's up. That's true.
2: Here, I'm good. Maybe we should all switch it around sometime. Whatever. We I'm... all stand? We should all stand. <laughs>
1: Uh, <laughs> he was another really interesting uh, twist to his career is that he was known for his caricatures of celebrities mm. and he wrote published several instructional books on caricature drawing and cartooning so this guy was a renaissance man he's like, yeah, a yeah real <laughs> jack of all trades but
2: uh, oh no he's alive and well or did he die actually it's unfortunate just this January he died yesterday <laughs> I'm waiting for that one. I know. He died two hours ago. (laughs) I'm sorry. Two hours ago. When did he die? There's a Google alert. January
1: of this year, he passed away. um, He had a long... Dealing with a long illness. illness.
2: He was dealing with a long illness. I wonder Ah. if his tombstone says, This I command! (laughs) (laughs) R.I.P. I hope it does. That it has would be... a,
0: it's like um, the the top of it has like uh, two carved snakes coming around yeah. it. That would <laughs> a, be awesome, a, actually. A fitting tribute. I would 100% do that. What if, if it was just going...
1: carved in a huge cobra head, like kind yeah, of that, Yeah. Yes. Why
2: can't all these voice actors' tombstones re- resemble characters. the characters that they portrayed? Exactly. I love that idea.
1: <laughs> so, in that circumstance, would Val Kilmer and Kurt Russell's uh, actually be literal tombstones? Oh, oh. <laughs> sorry, that took
2: a second. Yeah, I had to process a little bit.
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't know that Kurt Russell is like, that's his seminal performance. <laughs> it might be Val Kilmer's. It... Let's get it Val say, Kilmer. I will say without Val Kilmer, the movie Tombstone would it'd have be a, been be not nearly as good. It'd yeah, it would long, have been very forgettable. Yeah. It would have been like the one with um, fucking... Uh, like you've already forgotten.
1: With <laughs> Kevin Costner, yeah, Wyatt, I think it was called, yeah. which was bad. Nice try, Kevin.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's what I want to say after all his movies. <laughs> so his would Kevin Costner's tombstone be like wolves dancing around? Yep. Yep. Nice. Or or it would be like him like like just his face with gills. Oh God. <laughs> hey. hey, hey, Caleb. Yeah. What is it time? What for- time is it? It's time for. <laughs> Script deviations. <laughs> <laughs> and uh I, don't know why I actually have to do that. <laughs> I don't know, because it gets cut out anyway.
0: Yeah,
1: I I find it's, it. ti- it's good
0: yeah, for it's, timing. A good, it's a good place
1: where I just drop it in. Script deviations. Why well, don't just overlap all of our voices over <laughs> on the top of that script deviation? Script. Let's do it in harmony. One. Oh god. Two three. Script deviations. All right, well, maybe we'll use that sometime. (laughs) Yep. Nope. And what do you got, Jed?
0: (laughs) Uh, Okay, so not a lot on this one, uh, because, again, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, I forgot my um, script at home. Uh, From what I remember, the only thing I can think of that is a deviation on this, uh, I'm sure you'll have the ones that um, I would have covered otherwise, the only thing I can think of is, as we're looking at the last of this minute uh, twenty one, basically fifty nine, uh, where Hot Rod gets taken prisoner. Uh, instead of using his him as a shield, uh, Megatron puts the gun to his head, uh, uses him as a hostage instead of a shield. Oh,
1: very dark. Yeah. Um, and I don't have much either. My I had a note that we actually covered last episode about Megatron slipping a dagger from his boot. <laughs> um, but we I think we covered that. Uh, Prime apparently at one point used a chunk of broken concrete to knock the laser dagger from Megatron's hand in the version of the script ah, that I have. And then I think I referred to this last episode, but it actually we're coming around to it more in this episode, is that, so Prime and, or I'm sorry, Cup and Hot Rod are, we know that they're on the outskirts of this battle, right? We know mm-hmm. Hot Rod is because we saw him run up there, and we know Cup is because he said stay away, and we've seen Cup tell him to finish it off. In the script that I am reading... Um, there is a lot of battling going on kind of in the diam in the circumference of the Prime and Megatron battle. So there's little notes about Prime or about, I'm sorry, Hot Rod and Cup taking out Decepticons here and there mm. while also cheering on Prime. So the script will say something like, uh, you know, uh, Cup takes out two Decepticons with his pistol and then turns and is like, get him, Prime, get him, that kind of thing. (laughs) That's interesting because actually I'm remembering this now. In the
0: script that I have, it's the exact opposite where it's basically like 3 o'clock high where, callbacks, where um, everything stops to watch this battle. And I'm like, that doesn't, why would you do this? (laughs) (laughs) It's, uh, yeah, I don't know. All right, well, I guess we'll never figure it out. Caleb, no.
2: no. Don't look at me. I don't
0: don't like fights. (laughs) I am anti-fight. Hey, guys. Let's have some tea.
1: Uh, Hey. Caleb. Mm? Yeah. (laughs) What you doing? What
2: you knowing? (laughs) You want to work in the script mediations thing? I'm just goofing. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I had a thing and I did. I Oh, I'm God. sorry. <laughs> oh God, I thought I had I'm a sorry. thing. I am sorry. I couldn't even pick up on what it was. Yeah, I'm it was sorry. pretty much nothing. He didn't to pick give him. Up on. <laughs> he didn't give you anything. Yeah. Hey, hey, Aaron. Hey, what's your... <laughs> what? You, you, hey, what? what? What's you, a thing? You're, what? you you're, you're ready? <laughs> no. Yeah. Dun-dun-dun. let's do it. What? Uh,
1: so, <laughs> next episode Megatron's aim is impeccable.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, he's really—he has uh, a modus operandi, and he is sticking to it. Uh,
1: there, we're going to see a few more clunky animated sequences, uh, but what we're really going to do is answer the question: Is it over, Prime? Is Maybe. it
2: happening the next minute? Like next minute, it's—it's it's going down.
1: Yeah,
0: next minute, uh, it's—I think, yeah. Oh, I haven't even watched ahead. I have been like legitimately trying not to watch ahead, so it's fresh.
1: All right, well, guys. I guess that's it. You guys yeah. got anything else? No, I need to see the end of that Many. All right. Well, with that, uh, thank you for listening, everybody. And uh, please uh, tell your friends. Listen to our show. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and TuneIn. Follow us on our social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All of them at APODDCast. And also visit our web presence at autopoddecepticast.com. iTunes users, we'd love it.
2: Just... Love it. We would adore it. Give us a, give us some uh, good reviews. Return, improve our SEO, and also we just like to be complimented. I mean, my e- ego is a sin. Oh yeah, for sure. Absolutely. No, mine is completely fragile, and it's uh,
0: it's, it's uh, completely based
2: on this podcast. We can almost guarantee if you review us and give us a good review, we, we will. will give you a shout out. We will mention it on the air. That's right. All right, everybody. Thanks.
1: <laughs> Listen next
2: week.
0: Uh, bye, 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 bye. Caleb hates
1: it. Oh, Jesus, for a second, I thought. Okay. <laughs> oh! It's not ours, but... <laughs> That's hilarious. Hoffer? Did that get a lot of...
0: Uh, I, I should. We definitely. need more funds. Uh, it got 13 retweets and 40 likes. Mm-hmm. It's from Metro Metroplexual, which is a good, great name. Do we want to
1: talk about going to
2: DC vodka? So we're not going to DC. I'm not going this D-C-Vodcom. year. I can't D-C-Vodcom. do it. I D-C-Vodcom. can't <laughs> stop Oh my God! Some aggressive. I uh, can't do it. I'm not doing it. I just I got too much other shit going on. I think I'm gonna maybe get
1: off of dark liquors.
0: Well, the more uh, the darker the liquor is, the more um, shit is involved. <laughs> Basically, vodka, I, as I understand it, gives you the least amount of uh, impurities. I need to build a still. I I back in the day, I remember being able to drink a fifth of vodka and club soda and feel reasonably good in Cause you were half the age you are now. No, I it was in my 30s. I think I feel like once you hit like 35. You might have been early 30s, leave me alone. i no, I'm saying for me too. Like I feel like once you hit like 35 your ability to recover from shit just starts a real fast decline. I was just talking about finger banging. I'm sure you were. Telling my technique. Oh, God. I use two fingers. Oh, I, I don't want to know, man. <laughs> Let me show you. Get this pants off. I guess you'd have to finger bang in the asshole if it's a dude. Nobody wants to finger bang a pee hole. Actually, there are some dudes that like that. Don't ever look up penis insertions. Albert Fish liked that. He used to stick needles into his body like in his taint yeah whenever he was arrested he was ju- they did a medical examination on him and the doctor said <laughs> he wrote a letter to his daughter and it said the doctor said that i am full of them <laughs> the, the doctor was like he's just fucking full of needles
2: who was this guy
0: albert fish <laughs> he was a serial a child rapist and killer uh in the 19 like uh early 1900s uh the twenties and 30s. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Grace Bud. If you ever want to have a real rootin' tootin' time, go read the Grace Bud letter that he wrote to
1: um,
0: Grace Bud's right parents uh, after he killed her. He said that he did not fuck her, Stay. though, even though he could have. So he just killed her and ate her. Everybody likes to talk about Albert Fish. Who doesn't like that?
2: Killers. I feel like I'm annoying you today, Caleb. I. You're not. I'm, I I. just don't like talking about finger-banging and serial killers. Well,
1: what else is there? He doesn't like talking about it. Mm. On mic.
0: Because
2: <laughs> he never knows what I'm going to include. No, Ryan, you're cool, man. All right, good. But if I'm I a seem a little somber, it's just like, it's not you. It's He's got to go back to Nixa and then come back. No, that's, I'm just, I'm I'm sorry. I'm just somber. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sorry, sorry I couldn't, like,
0: the whole, like, oh, uh, doing it a four thing. I just can we give you I, shit.
2: Nope, okay. I understand. People have things that they do with their lives. It just, you know, so Here we go. I can't hold anything against you for that. Cool. One shall fall.